Hi, everyone, and welcome to AmeriCrown Dreams, a podcast about the British royal family. I'm Caitlin. I'm Jenna. As most engaged couples can attest, planning a wedding can be a little stressful. Besides the expense of a nuptial bash, expectations are high, and there's just this gnawing feeling that each choice uh, you make is going to be heavily scrutinized by your guests from the moment the day begins. For Meghan and Harry, uh, the immense interest in their wedding probably magnifies that stress. Today on our show, we'll look at one facet of Meghan and Harry's day that is the most guarded secret, will create a frenzy of wedding trends, and will be Meghan's iconic uniform as she enters royal life, her dress. Hi, Caitlin. Hello. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Good. I, I've i been trapped inside all day, which I'm actually okay. Yeah, I have too been. Well, since I got home from work this afternoon, I have been securely, uh, fe- like, secured inside my home. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I've been. But you were secure because you, like, live in a building. That's true. I mean, I've been, I've battened down the hatches. I've made sure all the windows are closed. I've been <laughs> snuggled in one or more blankets at a time because there's a blizzard. There is. There is. Uh, but yeah, so I was inside with uh, the little one while my husband's trying to like continually go outside to like uh, shovel and I'm just like, okay, hold on. And then we'll switch off and. <laughs> hmm. So it never ends. So hopefully it'll stop snowing soon. Yeah, I have my window, my window shades open and I can see that it's still coming down pretty hard. Um, it'll be interesting to see how many of my coworkers show up to the office tomorrow <laughs> because like they closed my office early this afternoon with mm-hmm. the thought that people like daycares were closing early. Um, schools were closing early. And so people who didn't live within walking distance of downtown needed to get out of there. So hopefully it's not too bad for everyone out there. But I will say the snow is very pretty. It is. It is. Especially when you're snuggled up in your apartment. Indeed. But yeah. Uh, I mean. What? What's new in our world? Um, I'm trying to think. I guess. Well, we, had, we had some exciting news today. Right before, or today as we record, oh, recording. Yeah. Uh, Monday is a great day for us to record, essentially, is what we're learning. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get to that information a little bit later in our show. Yeah, there was some uh, another another exciting announcement out of England yeah. this morning that I think will be relevant to our listeners. But for now, we can just hop right in and start discussing this past week's news. Um, so I'll start with a mention of what's happening in the queen's realm and um based on some posts that were released on social media this week we saw that um buckingham palace is undergoing its long-awaited refurbishments and renovations uh pretty much to update the i think it was like some kind of it was like india rubber coated electrical (laughs) wires so it's like it i was like dude the person writing Instagram, don't describe it to me that way. That makes no I don't know what that means. Well, okay. Just be like some wires. It's old as hell is what it yeah. means. Because like, yeah, rubber is a good, it's like an insulator. I don't know. I don't remember science. But it's, it'll do that. But mostly you, 
you put coat things in like plastic and non-conductive material and like think if you ever held like a really old rubber band where it like crumbles to dust and it doesn't do that so that's effectively what's covering their wires <laughs> like it could it could if you look at it it could disintegrate and start a fire so i was very happy to hear that they're replacing i know i was like are you serious like well if you that's a lot of work <laughs> if you watch hgtv like i do um, you will have seen an episode of, like, the Property Brothers or some crap like that, where they're like, oh, my God, this could start a fire right now. Like, we got to get out of here. And I'm imagining that's what's happening at Buckingham Palace. See, this worried me because they talked about how, like, the rubber is from, like, 1940 and my house was built in 45. And I'm like, oh, God, is that what's in my house? Like, am I going to die? I don't Should think I so. have my electrical work looked at? I think there's been renovations more recently than 1940 in your house, if I'm just (laughs) thinking about it. So, like, I'm sure that they've had to, like, investigate. Yeah, I mean, we had, like, an inspection, and I'm sure they would have been like, um, you should probably, your house is broken, Yeah, essentially. You can always get one of those, like, it looks like a pen, and it, um, you push up, you, like, put it up against a wall or anything, and it tells you if there's, like, a live electrical charge. Oh, right, yeah. And, um, so, like, we use that, you can always use, walk around your house and just make sure there's, like, not an exposed, (laughs) hot, hot, some kind of electrical box or something in the, in your wall, but, Yeah. But anyway, if Buckingham Palace has been <laughs> fine, you're probably fine. Probably. Um, but they, uh, when they were doing this, they're, you know, taking up floorboards and, uh, you know, opening walls and stuff. And they're finding some really interesting stuff. So they posted a picture of a newspaper clipping from 1889 that was found under the floorboards there. And it was pretty crazy because it was yellow, like discolored newspaper but the print was still really sharp you could see what the story was about and it was pretty interesting to see that there's probably a lot of stuff like that lurking around they also found some like cigarette butts (laughs) because i guess you know everyone smoked and so they were like eh whatever yeah and they found like the little cartons too oh yeah yeah i'm just like i just want to know who like was like like, oh, I really need to quit smoking and then or like didn't want someone to steal their cigarettes. So they were like, I'm going to just put them in the floorboard. Yeah. <laughs> Hiding them. I don't Maybe know. it was Prince Philip because yeah. like he quit smoking and at least in the crown he quit smoking. Yeah. And so he's just like has all these places he's been hiding them. Maybe it was Princess Margaret. She just had like emergency <laughs> stashes everywhere. That's so true. She I just was that. like, oh, crap. I need <laughs> I need a cigarette. Where's my nearest hiding spot? She's like, this dinner is boring. Yeah. I need a cigarette. I'm having a personal crisis. Must find. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more um, updates like that um, as the uh, work on the palace continues. And it will be for the next 10 years. So we'll see what else they find. I sure hope they find some sort of treasure map that will take them on an amazing like adventure. That they have to steal the Declaration of Independence or something. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Isn't that isn't that the plot the of National Treasure too, where they have to like go to Buckingham Palace and there's the copy of the Resolute desk? Oh yeah, and yeah. there's like the secret compartment. Maybe they'll find that. Yeah, and then they'll come probably. to South Dakota behind Mount Rushmore and find a secret treasure cave. cave? I don't yeah. know that doesn't really <laughs> exist there. Oh, I love that movie. Anyway, yeah, so dumb.
But yeah, there's other news that you is important to your there is. to your life. Yes. Uh, so on uh, previous episodes, I've uh, always brought up if the palace or one of the palaces or one of the uh, members of the royal family is hiring and I want the job. And uh, most of them have been communications jobs, which is what uh, Buckingham Palace is hiring for is a communications assistant. And it's for a year. It starts in April and it goes for a year. And uh, I, I would like this job because not only would I be uh, responsible for helping run the Instagram and all the social media outlets. Uh, but there's possibility for me to travel around the UK and the world. So, uh, wow. I, yeah. So this sounds like an amazing opportunity. And uh, once again, I would just like to, if anyone is listening from Buckingham Palace, like I'm your girl. I get in touch I mean, with ch- us. Yeah. Get in touch with us. We dreams at gmail.com. I mean, just right. reach out and we can forward along Kate's resume. Yeah. I'll update it. It hasn't been updated in a while, but I will update it. Uh, I mean, check out our Instagram. There's things yeah, there a, I have done. It's a great Instagram. <laughs> Don't look at the Twitter. I'm in charge of the Twitter, and I'm bad at it. So do not think that that's a reflection of how Caitlin would run your Twitter site. That's me. That's my fault. The Instagram is a great example of her uh, astuteness with social media and other marketing. Yeah. Exactly. And so, yeah, I'm I'm ready. I'm I don't care that the the I would be making less money. I am ready to also be work part time as a barista. Yeah. Abandon your child sort of, in the United States. Just just yeah. go over there. Just be like I'll, I'll be bring back. She will, I'll carry her. I'll wear her everywhere. Like, like um Sacagawea. Yeah. Just put her in a papoose. Yeah, I have a a baby wrap and I'm ready to go. So, that's uh, very true. Yeah, so I'm ready and uh, really excited about this and uh probably can't actually apply since I probably have to be a UK citizen. But I promise to tone down my love of royals and keep my cool. Yeah. This, at least this one I'm going to be mostly working for Buckingham Palace. And so it's not like I'm going to be like every second running into Kate or Megan. So no. I, can, I, can, I can be chill and professional. I can do it. Also, the corgis would love you. <gasps> they would. You're very good at making sure you have pepperoni yes. on your person. Yes, I will. I will spoil them rotten. Mm-hmm. All right, I I am convinced, and I think I think the job's yours. Thank you. We'll see if it actually pans <laughs> out. Um, but let's see. The other thing I think this was something you were going to talk about is getting into the the visits we've been on with the, our favorite royals. Why don't you start with what Kate and Will's? Oh yes. I forgot that we in our meeting before we started reading that we moved everything around. Yeah. Uh, so I will. I will. We're trying to go topic. chronologically, but we're also <laughs> trying to make sure that the person who knows the most about the topic can be the one who talks about it. So yeah, there's some some flipping around, but <laughs> let's start with Coventry. Yeah. So uh, Kate and Will had a visit to Coventry, which uh, has been chosen. I believe it's for next year. Will be the UK City of Culture, and so. That was one of the reasons that they decided to have a little day trip there. And uh, their first, this was January 16th, and their first stop was to uh, Coventry Cathedral. I love this word, Coventry. It's it's fun it's to very say. British. It's fun to say. It's very British. I'm loving it. Um, so, yeah, so they went to Coventry Cathedral, and uh, it is from an original 15th century cathedral. And uh, it ended up being, uh, parts of it was uh, were destroyed by German bombings in 1940. Uh, so 
that's a bummer and awful. And uh, once that was obviously raised to the ground, uh, the queen, uh, when they were rebuilding, uh, was part laid the foundation stone for the new cathedral in 1953. And uh, so Kate and I know did a tour of the cathedral. And then during their walkabout, we learned uh, some some tidbits about the kiddos. Uh, for example, uh, George loves the color orange and Charlotte loves dolls. So I'm not really surprised about Charlotte loving dolls, but I would like to know how the color orange was brought up. Oh, maybe. I can tell you that. it was. Oh, you do? Yes. Oh, excellent. Um, it was because uh, one a little girl presented uh, Kate with a bouquet of flowers and the flowers were orange. And she said George would love them because he loves the color orange. Oh, perfect. Yes. Excellent. I like learning more about our, our future rulers, so I yes. decided to make sure everyone knows that George likes orange. He likes orange. He likes police cars. I mean, mm-hmm. he sounds like a great monarch so far. I agree. I wonder if he's, I wonder if that's why the queen, if he uh, wore her bright orange uh, Christmas outfit. Oh, I wonder true. if George helped her pick that out. Probably. Wouldn't, I wouldn't He's probably been making me. most of her fashion decisions. Yeah. She's like, late. she's like, Georgie, what would you like granny to wear to, uh, <laughs> to church? And he goes, that one. She it's goes, bright. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she's like, uh, okay, I guess. Uh, but yeah, after that, they uh, opened the Science and Health Building at Coventry University, uh, which is 59 million uh, pound center building thing. Uh, so that's a lot of money. It is. It's state of yeah. the art. Yep. And then they uh, made a visit to the Positive Youth Foundation. And so once again, another yeah mental health kind of um, initiative and met with uh the youths there. <laughs> Coventry youths. Coventry youths. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so for what Kate was uh, wearing for their day in Coventry, uh, she was wearing another familiar uh, outfit for her maternity wardrobe, her mulberry double-breasted cerise coat. Cerise, I think. Cerise coat. Um and so this one is that bright pink uh, coat that she wore in uh, 2014 when they went to New York City. They wore, I believe she wore it when she went to Ground Zero um, at the 9-11 memorial uh, in New York City. And uh, also wore it in March 2015 when she was pregnant uh, right before Charlotte was born. Um, and then uh, she wore it with black tight shoes and had a clutch. So I love that coat. I think it's a, a great, a fun coat. It's even very it bright. Does- Yes, it's very bright, so it's easy to see her. And I, I think it, I, if I was her, as she has been doing a lot, I would just wear pink and blue my entire pregnancy. Th- really throw people off, really annoy them. Exactly. Uh, and so they have to just be like, oh, I don't know, what is she having? It's like, who cares? Exactly. Stop who it. does care? <laughs> it's like she already has a boy and a girl, so does it really matter anymore? At all? Did it matter before? I don't know. I have. Um, I mean, hunch. I really did want a princess, but <laughs> yeah, I have a hunch that George and Charlotte have strong opinions on whether they oh, like a little brother or sister. But sure. I don't think anyone else really uh, cares either way, as long as it's a you know healthy, happy baby. Yeah, for sure. Because if it's a little boy, it'll be like you know possibly a Harry two to George's yep. William 2.0. And if it's a little <laughs> girl, it'll just be another little princess. Yeah. And then she and Charlotte can gang up 
on George together. Exactly. <laughs> make sure that uh, he knows who really runs the house. Okay, so I will, again, this is a little bit out of order, but um, we're going to talk about Will's uh, solo uh, outing this week, which happened on January 18th. And it was uh, the launch of the Step Into Health program, which helps service members, spouses, and dependent and and service members, spouses, and dependents find employment uh, through the NHS. And again, this is another typical William engagement. But the the biggest news was what his new hairstyle was, or rather, his lack of new hairstyle was, because um, he got a very close buzz cut. Almost, almost uh, shaved his head, but just a very close crop for the hair that he does have left. And I, I give it two thumbs up. I like it. I do too. I, I believe that it was the right choice, and I think he should kind of just keep that. I don't miss his hair. No, like it's like if you don't have the hair you had when you were twenty five, that's really okay. Like, yeah. I mean, somebody posted on social media like a picture of will and kate from 10 years ago like it was a throwback thursday or something and they do they both look so different because it was 10 years ago right and so like even though kate you know still has her gorgeous lustrous locks of hair like she also has you know she looks like she is a full you know 10 years older than she was back then Mm -hmm. and so it while it was a little bit nostalgic to see william's full head of hair you know at the same time i think he looks really good so Exactly. Like, it's not, it's like sometimes people, like, just don't look that great when they shave their hair. It's like, no, you can pull it off. He can. He doesn't have a weird dent that we can see. Right. At least. (laughs) No Gorbachev birthmark to hide. None of the, none of the things that would typically slow him down from doing that. And Mm -hmm. even then, you know, as long as you have the confidence to pull it off, do what you want. Exactly. um, yeah, so I hope he continues to go this way with I his do hair, too. since I think it looks really slick. Me too. Um, let's see. But yeah, so, uh, and then we'll go to Kate had an event on January 17th, uh, two events in, on the same day, and uh, she made a visit to the Great Ormond Street Hospital, and uh, there she opened the Mitchell Children's Medical Center, and uh, the reason why she was there was because uh, it's... Uh, obviously a children's hospital um, but their work and the improvements that they made to the center uh, make it easier for parents to be near their children while they're receiving treatment um, so while she was there she obviously met with patients she was giving high fives and then obviously gave a speech to um, open up the center and uh, Kate wore and I can't believe it took her this long to finally wear this brand because I've been waiting yeah I waiting know and waiting and I believe that Bowdoin, which is what she wore, the brand, uh, was specifically, at least in the last like couple of years, has been just making clothes. Yeah, to try to get her. She... <laughs> yes. Like, seriously. Like, I one day, I don't I think it was, yeah, it was probably about two years ago that the first time someone had mentioned, they were like, you should check out this brand. And I was like, oh, okay. I've never even heard of it. And I was looking, I was like, was is this just made for Kate Middleton? Like, everything. I was just like, all these dresses are like these cute little wrap dresses or shift dresses that I was just like, it's just made for her. I, obviously, it's not as um, 
expensive as other you know dresses and brands she wears but i was i i was just like i can't believe she hasn't wore this brand so finally she did it and uh bowden was super happy of course they were <laughs> they finally were like it paid she, off yeah exactly like that was pretty much their their um announcement on instagram because i was like i have to go see what they said um but yeah so she wore their uh, lena coat in red pop and uh yeah so it's one one of her typical kind of uh, longer coats, but it had kind of a, um, kind of a, I don't want to say frilly kind of. Um, yeah, there was like a ruffly. Yeah, ruffle. That's the word I'm looking for right now um, on her collar. And then underneath she wore a, a rewear of a, the, it was a peach dress that she's worn underneath. Um, I believe it was one of her Amelia Wickstead uh, co- dress coats that she wore to a garden party. Um, that's also a maternity uh, dress and then wore her uh, brown pumps that she's been favoring lately. So uh, I hope to see her in Mo- more Bowdoin. I believe that they should be uh, rewarded for literally just tailoring clothes for her. Yeah, I agree. And they're also, they're not particularly the cheapest brand. Um, I mean, they're not like when she wears like J. Crew or Gap, but they're definitely cheaper than a lot of other brands she wears. So more It's accessible. not Mulberry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I have a I have a quote unquote mulberry bag that my dad got for me in Beijing. So you can uh, you can figure out what I'm talking about here. And it's hilarious because like the people who compliment me, it's like a briefcase. And he got it for me when I graduated from law school. And the people who compliment me on it are like men who are 60 or older. I like get that. They like stop me in grocery stores and are like, I love that bag. And then like, tell me about their favorite briefcase. I'm like, this is weird. But I was talking to one of my contemporaries about like good briefcases. And I was like, oh, I have this, but it's clearly not real because those like a bag like that would be $10,000 if it were a real mulberry bag. And the person was like, oh, let me look that. Are you sure? And I looked it up. She's like, yeah, that's it's an insanely expensive brand. So I was going to say, like, when I see she's wearing mulberry and I'm like, I like something and then I see it's mulberry. I'm like, well, crap. I don't know. Maybe. Hey, dad, are you going back to China (laughs) soon? You want to that that I would ever trust? I feel like I whenever I'm like, I really love this dress Kate is wearing, but I'm not going to buy the actual like, where can I find a knockoff? And it's always like from China. And I'm like, that's not going to fit me. No, even the extra large will still be like a size five. And uh, we'll be too short. <laughs> yeah, which is sad. But mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I mean, it, yeah, I think Bowdoin is a good choice for her because I do. She does like mixing in, you know, like she wore that Kate Spade dress, for example, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, again, isn't like cheap, but it also isn't insanely expensive. And so it's good for her to see her mixing in some more like pieces that are splurgy for regular people like but <laughs> we could handle it but it would still maybe be a, a little bit kind of a an, a big buy for most of right. us exactly so so Less- i will have to go check out Bowden again yeah we'll have to see and then uh yeah and then this was event i didn't even know this one was going to happen until i saw she was out again um she that same day she made a visit to the bond primary school uh for the wibbleton junior tennis initiative um which she's done a few events for them already uh but yeah it's a group that yeah just people children learn how to get obviously be better at tennis 
which is great because it is good to have those life skills and hand-eye coordination fitness yeah hand-eye coordination fitness (laughs) teamwork all of that (laughs) yeah and uh, yes she took part in a uh, tennis coaching session which is really cute uh, there's video online of of it which is fun to watch and I think they have a tennis court at their house at Amner Hall, so I'm sure. I wouldn't be surprised. Kate was practicing up if they were over there, especially if it was warmer over the holidays. Um, but yeah, so she went sporty for this event, and so she was in a uh, white jacket from Play Brave, their Clary style. And then um, I know she had, she's worn their uh, Montreal track pants. And then... Uh, and her Nike Air Vapor trainers. So, yeah. she A very active, uh, God, how pregnant is she now? Let's see, September, I don't know, October, I don't know, four months, five months pregnant. So, good job. Yeah, I, I don't know. She, You can tell, though, she's, she's definitely, like, popped at this point, like, where you can tell she's pregnant. Because before, especially in this outfit, because if you compare it to like the last time she did um, one of these Wimbledon events where she was wearing like her track pants and stuff, it was you can tell she's definitely farther along now than she was then, for sure. But yay, that means a new baby is closer to being. I know, here. I can't believe it. I was like, oh, it's blizzarding, but soon, baby, spring. Yeah, like three. I guess, yeah. If it's January, it'll be three months from now or so. I will take us on to the other royal couple who had uh, an outing this week. Um, Meghan and Harry, on January 19th, took a day trip to Wales. And this was um, their third engagement as a an engaged couple. And this was their first one out of, the, out of England proper. So it was a, a fun trip for them. Um, it started off a little bit slow because there was a train delay, apparently, from London. So people were out waiting in the cold for a little longer than they would have wanted to. Um, luckily, it wasn't too freezing there. Um, but when they arrived, they their first stop was at Cardiff Castle. Um, and they did a walkabout meet and greet. Um, and there's some fun pictures and video clips from this. Uh, you see that Megan... Uh, met some little girls who presented her with daffodils, which are the Welsh uh, national flower. And she was seemed very ha- delighted to get some daffodils. And then um, there's another video clip that's about a minute long. And you can't really hear what the woman in the crowd is saying to Megan, but she kind of laughs and says uh, something along the lines of, well, Harry is, uh, he's a feminist too. And so what I gather, the woman said something is like, thank you for your work on behalf of feminism. And she laughed and said, like, you're welcome, of course. And, you know, Harry's a feminist, too. So that and I was like, yay, you're not shying away from the word. (laughs) Not that I ever would think he would. And like that, she's confirming that Harry is also not shying away from the word. And oh, I loved it. (laughs) Um, And so then also while they were at the castle. They, <laughs> that's why I was laughing because I was like, "Oh God, she has to talk about." I don't know what this is. I didn't look it up because I didn't want to. They were given. A, <laughs> they were given a traditional Celtic love spoon. I don't know what that is, but it's just like a spoon, like that you eat with. 
And they were just handed a spoon. And I'm like, is the thing that you're supposed to eat with the same spoon? Or like, I don't get it. And I kind of don't want to know. I kind of want to just imagine that they're, they just will have this spoon. And they're like, I gotta know now because I have to know if we need to have it at our uh, oh our yeah wedi- maybe serve, our wedding party serve our cake. Well, I'll I'll get to. So then they also watched um some traditional Welsh Welsh dancing while they were at the castle. And then the best part was they got a wedding cake presented to them, but it wasn't any wedding cake. It was a wedding cake made out of Welsh cheeses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so maybe they used their love spoon to yeah eat the Welsh cheeses. Okay, I okay. You so there is actually a Wiki, There's a Wikipedia page for Love Spoon. Okay, <laughs> and so essentially, it's, it's so essentially what was supposed to, is supposed to happen is the Love Spoon is supposed to be presented to a young woman by her suitor. Okay, and the reason why it was important for the girl's father to see that the young man was capable of providing for the family and woodworking. <laughs> Ooh, oh, okay. It's like a wooden so, spoon, so it's like he right. can. He's an He's a decent whittler. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like he can whittle and provide you for Good. your family or something. I should. So go I mean, d- Harry really should have been making this spoon, but that's okay. I but mean, see, Harry can prove that people will just give them spoons, right? Which exactly. It, you know, I think that's that's just more efficient, right? For sure. So true. True. <laughs> so okay. Well, that's. But yeah, the earliest known dated love spoons are from Wales. So okay. And you can see them in Cardiff. So wow, okay, yeah. That's so fun. there you go. Now you know. Yeah, I learned something today. Um, but yeah, they they had the um, they had a good time at Cardiff Castle. I guess is the the message. Um, after that, they went to another place a uh, place called Starhub Community and Leisure Center or Leisure Center if you're going to be British, and um, that's kind of a kind of typical community center to me again it looks like a ymca type building um where and while they were there they looked at how sports are used to engage young people and aid social development uh around that area of town and they got to see the different types of facilities that were available to the kids and they also got to participate in a dance class and there are, again, some adorable videos from that showing um, Harry and Meghan interacting with the young kiddos. And there's also a part where Meghan's getting goodbye hugs from them. And uh, like, and Harry says something like, and that's enough hugging. Like, she's mine. You got to let her go. <laughs> yeah. She's mine. And, and then she, Meghan lights up. And I'm like, oh, my God. I love the I love you guys. I know. They're so cute. Oh, I can't handle it. So I know she she got like flustered. She's like, "Oh my god, yeah, yeah." I <laughs> like I as a feminist, I'm uh, object to the principle of being yours, but like also swoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, but talking about what she was wearing, I loved her outfit this day. Um, so outdoors, she was wearing a coat over her clothes, and it was a black Stella McCartney tie detail coat and it was kind of a longish dress coat and you could tell she was also wearing trousers instead of any kind of skirt which has really been the trend for her in these three appearances I think she's worn pants of some kind to all three of them because there was the weird culotte ones then there was the Burberry 
black pants and then there were these which was were jeans yep um but once megan got inside she and removed the coat you could tell she was wearing a a jacket by theory and it was a prince of wales tartan which makes a lot of sense when you're in wales to wear the prince of wales tartan um and it had it was kind of a little bit like wide neck like it was it was almost off the shoulder but not really and so it was like really pretty silhouette but still like high necked and um like you didn't have to worry about it like falling down no you didn't pick it up yeah and it wasn't like revealing in any other way like you could just tell it was like it was just cool shape and it it was really modern and cool and then she was wearing um black jeans by a welsh brand called wheat denim i'm assuming you pronounce it like the french letter eight or letter eight number eight <laughs> um and then she had uh these boots that were by tabitha simmons called the kiki boots and then the crowning glory of the outfit was a green <laughs> bag by Demelier london and it's the mini venice bag and um, most of the people i follow on twitter who keep up with megan were gushing over this bag and apparently if you want to spend 300 pounds or i think it maybe 390 pounds i don't know on a on a purse they do free shipping to the united states and mm-hmm. um it comes in like 20 different colors so again if you want to cool. blow a lot of money but like honestly it's a really cute purse if it were they also have a slightly larger version um so i i did click through just to see because <laughs> you never know my birthday's coming up maybe i'll ask for Maybe I'll ask for contributions towards a new bag, but it's uh, really cute. So I loved her her look that day. Mm-hmm. She wore her hair up also and kind of like a m- loose ponytail. I know. I kind of was jealous. I was just like, I wish that I could make such a messy like kind of bun and look still so freaking put together. I know. Like, I don't look like that. I'm just I look like I'm just like, oh. I don't know how to do anything with my hair. Unless we if can. I would try to do something like that. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's clear that there's like a professional stylist slash hair, <laughs> like makeup artist slash hairstylist or both, you know, doing her looks for her or helping her out because, you know, you can be really good at doing your own hair and makeup. But even then, like with that kind of pressure, somebody else is making sure that every hair is in place, but is also like just out of place enough to not look like too perfect you know it was oh it was mm-hmm. so good yeah anyway but that was uh their their outing to wales and again we heard that the public seemed to really welcome megan and was really excited to see the couple out and about together so I'm excited to well when we'll see them next, but I don't think anything has anything been announced yet. I don't not that I know of for them. I know yeah. that there were a couple announcements about um like what Will and Kate would be doing next week, and they were just kind of your typical engagements, um, in the run up to their trip to Scandinavia, which we'll discuss yes. in a well we'll discuss that right now. But yeah, Megan, Megan and Harry, we'll keep you posted when we know what their next move will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they will be headed to uh, Sweden and Norway starting January 30th through uh, February 2nd. And uh, their full itinerary, or at least what they've released so far, is up on uh, 
the Royal Family website. And so you can definitely check that out if you'd like to see more. Um, I think a few other Royal blogs have also published it. So if you haven't checked those, they're probably there as well. Um, but yeah, just some highlights from what we'll be seeing in Sweden is uh, they will be uh, having a special luncheon at the Royal Palace of Stockholm uh, with the Swedish Royals uh, King Carl Gustaf and Queen Sylvia. I, additionally, with the Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel. And I feel like, are they, is it the, oh, no, I'm going to say this in, when we talk, when you talk about Norway. But um, they'll also visit the Noble Museum uh, with uh, Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel. And then uh, they will do a black tie dinner with the British ambassador. And there will be celebrities of Swedish descent, including uh, Stellan Sarsgaard and uh, Alicia Vikander. And then uh, I put this last one in here because yeah, I was about I, to say. So they're also going to be visiting. Apparently, I've never, I've not been to Sweden, and I'm not familiar yeah. with this store. But they're going to be going to this Swedish department store called NK, and they'll be discussing like the success of um, like British design while there. And so I'm really interested to see what this is. Um, and also, I'm kind of sad it's not an IKEA. Yeah, that's all I have to say. I kind of want to make. I kind of want to see Will and Kate walking around in IKEA because you know we'll, we would never get like that. They've never gone to an IKEA and gotten in a fight in their lives, and that would be like no. our best chance at that happening. Right? It's like that. It'll be like that. It would be like that Thirty Rock episode where they're like, it's just like the, there's poison in the air. So yes. every time you go there, you end up in a fight, regardless. Right. Uh yeah. And I want to see them, you know, have to go to the cafeteria and get, like, Swedish meatballs. And that may or may not have horse meat in them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Eek. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't trust them. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'll talk about Norway because I specifically watched YouTube videos to help me with pronunciation of the Norwegian royals. Um, so I'm building on my knowledge that... Uh, from my teach yourself Norwegian discs one and two that I bought back in college. And so I know how to say like, I would like another cup of coffee, but that's about all I know how to say in Norwegian, but that's important. they will also be hanging out with Royals there. In fact, they'll be staying at the Royal palace. Uh, they were invited to stay there uh, by King Harold and Queen Sonia, the current people in power. Um, they'll also be hanging out with uh, Prince Hakon, and Crown Princess uh, Metamarit. And so the things that they'll be doing with the younger royals is they'll be visiting the TV, the, um, the school, which is the setting for the Norwegian television sh show Skam. I think that's how you say it. Oh. But I'm pretty sure it's the show Skins. Like, oh, it's effectively sweet. that. I think that's what it is because it's like, ooh, it's like a gritty drama about yeah. real life things. So if it's not Skins... It is Degrassi, the next generation. And Excellent. so it's probably just an amazing cheesy teen drama. And the reason they're going to be visiting there is because the show does a lot to talk about mental health and yeah. um, other issues like bullying and um, eating disorders and, and other things that young people often face. And that the Heads Together uh, campaign is targeted at shining a light on. So I'm just really excited for that. And I really hope that it is like Skins, like the British yes. one, not the dumb American one, because the British yeah. one was scandalous. Oh, my God. Yeah, I watched. I remember watching like the first episode and being like, oh, I'm about to watch just a show about British teens. I'm going to love this. And then I, I was kind of horrified. Yeah. 
I was I'm I'm kind of a prude. So I was like, oh, um, I was like, oh, my stars. Well, like I. Yeah, because I I always thought it was more like Degrassi. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, because again, Degrassi, the next generation, like the most scant, it got a little bit off the rails. But like they would be like, um, Manny, your under your underpants are showing right. like and she's like, <laughs> One of the there greatest wasn't, episodes like, of TV ever. Orgies. Yeah, like, Skins yeah. is like people shooting heroin in a bathroom, right. and it's like, oh my god, <laughs> what? Like, I mean, that might have been going on at my high school, but I thank God, like, was too big of a nerd to know about it. But so to me, like, the scandals were like, uh, you know, like exactly what I saw on on um, Degrassi, and it was like. Yeah. Like, there was maybe one episode that was, like, where they talked. I remember on Degrassi uh, when they talked about, like, the bracelets. Like Oh, yeah. Bracelet, yeah. But, like, and Emma you know, is yeah. dating Jay, dating, quote, unquote. And she's, like, they're, like, look at you wearing those bracelets. You're not supposed to get them. And she's, like, I did yeah. get, I did earn them. And I it's, like, them. and then it's, like, Emma, you just got an S, you just got a, an STI. What's wrong with you, girl? Don't be like Manny. Don't go to the van in the ravine, Emma. <laughs> Put on your dolphin <laughs> pants and go write letters to Greenpeace. I don't know. Oh, kids. Yeah. Anyway, oh, what a good, what a good show. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I might have to try to find uh, episodes of this Norwegian television show. Uh, yeah. Before they go there, and um, the final thing I had is their their like final event in Norway is going to be uh, winter sports themed, and they're going to do um, some skiing or some skiing related events. And one of those is uh, at this place called the Holman, Holman Colon ski jump, which is this huge ski jump that looks like terrifying. It's like one of the ones on the Olympics where they go down. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And I'm assuming that neither <laughs> the Duke or Duchess will be participating in that kind of jumping, but I think they'll get to watch people do it. So uh-huh. I'm sure there'll be some cool pictures that come out of that. But I'm excited. Um, but yeah, so since this takes place the starting next Tuesday, the 30th, and ending the 2nd, I think not next week's episode, but the following week's episode, we'll probably talk a lot about it. For sure. So I mean, they're spending a lot of time with royals, so that's always fun. I don't know if we'll get any tiara sightings so far. The itinerary does not dictate that they would be required to wear a tiara, but uh, I guess we'll see. The ambassador event is a potential, but I mean, that's with celebrities and stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, if that would quite merit, I think what Kate wore, I think that's where I read the article on this today. And I think they, um, said something like there was no tiara mandated event, but yeah. we can always hope there will at least be, hopefully there will at least be some pretty necklaces. Some oh, other sure. big jewels. Yeah. But yeah. Um, why don't we talk about the the news we alluded to at the top of the show? Yeah. The excitement so, uh, that came out this morning that you again texted me before I was really <laughs> awake. <laughs> I know. I was like, I'm up, but I just got to send this to her. No, you can uh, always do that because I yeah. will either. I was awake. I just wasn't like awake, awake. I was right. just more like, oh, huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Mondays are a great day. Apparently, they're a day to announce engagements as uh, Princess Eugenie was um, is now engaged to marry her longtime boyfriend, uh, Jack Brookbanks. And yeah, so woohoo! Congrats, guys. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so it's uh, January 22nd, which is today. And uh, they are to marry in autumn of 2018. 
Yes, there was another kind of vague news release that was sent out. Yeah. Kind of similar to Harry and Meghan. Um, So we don't have an exact date yet, but we do know it'll be the autumn and that they will also be getting married in the uh, chapel that Harry and Meghan will be getting married in. So it's a big year for Windsor. That it is. And (sighs) this is great because then uh, Eugenie can go to her cousin's wedding and take notes about, okay, yeah, I like that, but you know what? I would put more flowers over there. And she can really, like, see it. It's a good dress rehearsal for her planning her own big day, I think. Exactly. So. For sure. Um, no, I'm excited. This is this will be interesting to see as it's been a while. I don't know how much involvement will as the public will get. Yeah. I, I imagine. I don't feel like they would uh, – put out a statement like this and release the engagement photos like they did if we weren't going to have at least some involvement. Um, probably not a full televised event, but I who think, knows? Yeah, I feel like people, I'll take what I can get. So. I would love a televised event. Are you yeah. kidding? Um, I'm always happy to wake up early and, Indeed. you know, put on a fascinator and <laughs> eat banana cake. Like, it'll yeah. be, um, I think it'll be really uh, fun to see. I think we'll at least get, you know, photos. There might even be like, um, you know, video of the like arrival yeah, and the leaving. It might not be like the ceremony would be televised, but I, mm-hmm. I have a feeling they'd at least like, you know, televise the drive to the church yeah, and like the queen's arrival and stuff. Right. Because I'm sure the queen, you know, wants to be there to support her granddaughter. Yes. Um, and it's also, though, interesting, and we will probably spend another episode on the complicated place of uh, Eugenie and her sister Beatrice in mm-hmm. the modern royal family, like kind of the complex politics behind it all, like why they, you know, like the also the like fighting between uh, Prince Andrew and Prince Charles that allegedly has taken place as to like how big of a role they should have. Yeah. So we'll talk more about that probably in a later episode because it's a it's kind of crazy. It's and it interesting ha- and ongoing and yeah, and like uh, the queen is like trying not to get too involved because like they're her granddaughters and she loves her granddaughters, mm-hmm. but like she also understands that you can't like in a family that big you can't give a full allowance to every single member, right? Um, and then she also knows that her husband hates their mom so (laughs) like hates their mom but then also prince andrew is like living with her yeah so their mother if you don't know is sarah duchess of york who is aka um, fergie ferg fergie and weight watchers in the united states or the face of weight was the face of weight watchers for some time in the united states and she's also an author of children's books of which i now own do you I do. I got them. Um, one of my coworkers gave them to me. Amazing. Um, as a baby shower gift. That's so, amazing. Yeah. So I like that. I, I'm glad I had a little girl since they're all about princesses and tea parties and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Little boys, it's never too early to learn about, about uh, <laughs> any the learning about the world. Exactly. Um, yeah. But apparently, so just background on the bride and or on the groom a little bit is that he uh, and Eugenie have been dating for a very long time um, since 2010. So eight years now or, or almost eight years. 
Mm-hmm. So this has been kind of, you know, in the works for a while. Um, they were apparently uh, got engaged earlier this month when they were on holiday in Nicaragua together. And um, we don't have too many details on how it went down. Oh, we do, do actually. We? I was good. Oh my gosh. We do. So I'm they just actually. Behind. No, um, it's, I read an article right before we started recording, and so I didn't get it in, but they actually sat down, um, Eugenie and Jack sat down with a reporter from BB, the BBC. Oh, good. And apparently it happened in front of, like, a beautiful lake. Ooh. And they were just kind of enjoying the scenery, and she was like, God, it's so perfect. And then he, like, got down on one knee, and Aww. she started crying, and Aww. he asked her and all that. So um, I don't know exactly what lake it was or anything, but... Uh, yeah, so they they did a quick interview with them. So that's all I remember. I that's pretty much what I got from like reading a couple quick lines. But um, yeah, so that's like the most we've ever learned about uh, a royal engagement. <laughs> yeah, we actually got like the details of how it. Besides, like you know the location, it, right? Yeah, the, the country. <laughs> well, I guess we know about Harry and Meghan a little bit, but yeah, that's just. Uh, Again, it wasn't like out out in public. Definitely more detail than uh, with Will and Kate, right? Um, but yeah, they uh, also released today um, official engagement photos, and they were taken at Buckingham Palace. And uh, Eugenie is wearing an Erdem dress and Jimmy Choo shoes, and I think she looks really beautiful. Very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty dress, floral. Um, I mean, it's hard to describe, kind of. It's just like a flower. I think print. it's a. If you've seen a few of their other, um, like Airdem, like designs, like ones Kate has worn, you can tell that there's definitely a pattern. Yeah. Um, that's a. a it's. It makes sense. That's Airdem. Yeah, and um, also in the photos you can see her ring, which is very uh, unusual, but very beautiful. It is a pink stone, and I don't know what kind of stone it is. I didn't. It's a sapphire. Is it? Oh, it's a pink sapphire. Yeah, it is. Because I thought it was at first. I thought it was a ruby. Yeah, or, well, it's so pale, too. It though. is. Um, and as a person who's got a sapphire ring, I approve. Mm-hmm. That's not blue. You also have yeah. a sapphire ring. I do, We're the yes. Sapphire Ring Club over here. Yay! Um, but, yeah. It's, I mean, it's just, it's, like, one step below in hardness to a diamond. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what ifs? Yeah. And it's pretty. And nobody knows the yes. difference, at least for mine. Right. I always think that I'm way richer <laughs> than I am. Uh, but, yeah, it's a pink stone. A pink sapphire that's surrounded by diamonds. And a lot of people were remarking that it's very similar to her mother's engagement ring, which I think was a ruby surrounded by diamonds in a similar kind of pattern. And so obviously a picture is worth a thousand words. So look it up if you're at all interested in um, seeing something beautifully shiny. Yeah. Um, But it's it's really nice. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Yeah, good. The other thing you can do online <laughs> is you can go uh, scoot yourself to um, Fergie's social media accounts and just really treasure <laughs> the the posts that she published today. Yep. On, I haven't seen on Twitter. I've seen on Instagram because I started. Okay. Following, so I was on a like Instagram deep dive where I was like in the I don't know the recommended for you feature or whatever where you go to the search page and. You know, most of my stuff is like Royals related or Golden Retriever related. And so I was just alternating between them. And one of the posts they recommended for me was by Sarah Ferguson. And so <laughs> I start, I looked at it and then looked at her other pictures and was like, I have to follow this lady immediately. Yeah. She doesn't have a lot of followers. I'm going to see how many she has. 
But um, why don't you tell us a little bit more about some of these posts? Yeah, they so they're a little inspirational. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I mean, like really, like any parent who's very excited, um, you can definitely tell, kind of like how Prince Charles's Instagram is totally like a dad account. Yeah. You can tell that she's a mother who is not particularly that experienced, who is running her own account for sure. Yeah. And is she- not that experienced in like sharing and like um, putting things together. So she only has 14,600 followers. I'm surprised. Yeah. She does not have a lot. And again, it's you can tell, though, like she's only had like 223 posts, too. You should follow her because she is. Yeah. So she's got like these pictures of the two of them. I'm now looking at it that are like black and white. They're really crappy. They were clearly taken with her cell phone like three cell phones ago. And she's converted them into black and white. And then she puts like. Um, she put like text over. Yeah, it like she used some kind of like um I don't some know sort of app probably some sort of app and like it's not good because like the words he's wearing a white t shirt and like it's white <laughs> yeah. text so it like blurs into his white shirt it's a lot but it says like in cursive and like all caps and like just a random assortment of fonts it says yeah. a total embrace of goodness and. Uh, and joy we love jack and i am so excited to have a son a brother and a best friend eugenie is one of the finest people i know and so together it will be pure harmony yeah (laughs) what it's so crazy but like i'm also like it's so crazy and then like Allie hilfiger like tommy hilfiger's daughter like commented (laughs) twice on it the same thing that says just like congratulations, so exciting. Praise hands emoji, star, and then champagne, champagne. But like she posted the comment twice. It's like a it's a lot. This this Instagram is a lot. Yeah. Um, well like um Yeah, there's a lot of uh Yeah, there's even like one I didn't even see that she just posted that's like the most recent one is Yeah, we're that's, like she- <laughs> it's a photo of you Eugenie like riding on the back <laughs> of Jack. <laughs> And then there's like a message that's like, thank you for, thank you for your message and for sharing all our happiness with them and you. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, bless you, Sarah Dusters of York. Like you are total mom. Like, like if my mom knew this app existed, this is the kind of silly stuff she would post. Well, like now I'm going back and there, do you see her New Year's post? Uh, is this the jelly pepper? No, it is the, <laughs> the Statue jelly. of Liberty in front of the full moon. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and it says underneath it, a full moon of light to show us the way to strength and freedom within our hearts and souls. Happy New Year 2018. <laughs> All right, guys, everyone listening to this needs to hurry up and follow this. Oh, good. I'm glad I just saw you just followed it. So. Yeah. <laughs> She like, doesn't post all that much, but it's so good when she does. And again, well, let's I'm, hope. Th- let's hope that she does. Like she's like going wedding dress or sitting oh down with God. a designer or like looking at flowers. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, Anyways, I, I mean, it's really funny but very sweet that she's very excited and obviously loves them as a couple. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's definitely that. Was, it's so mom. What just happened? It is very all over mom. her Instagram account. <laughs> yeah, 
But yeah, so um, I think that's everything on there. I think so. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll learn more about the date and all of that. And very excited. And uh, we'll see how it all goes down. And we'll, yeah, definitely get, as you can see, the Yorks definitely are an interesting group. And we will definitely uh, <laughs> yeah. give you all of the, the deets on a future episode. Especially like <laughs> at, at least next summer during the lull. Yeah. When everyone's on their, you know, summer vacation, we yes. can have some time to do a deep dive yeah. into that whole yeah. family. And kind of like how I couldn't stop laughing in this episode where I'll have to mute or at least tone down my, my laughter. That this The future York episode is going to be pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So before we move to our main topic, I'm just going to do a quick little... A shout out to one of our listeners who posted a comment on our Facebook. And this is from Hannah. I won't say your last name because I do not have express permission to do so. But um, Hannah picked up on my comments uh, last episode on uh, Albert, Prince Albert of Monaco and his wife, Charlene, and how Charlene uh, like tried to escape before they got married because she, I don't know, was being held hostage maybe probably not but like it seemed like it and so hannah posted um that she was researching the albert charlene saga after she listened to the episode and she came across this uh article that was published by jezebel um a while ago and this is actually the same article i remember reading on this so i'm going to just Shout it out and say thanks, Hannah, for finding finding this. Um, it's a good read for those of you who are interested in uh, royal wedding drama. So the uh, title of the article is Princess Charlene Tried to Escape Monaco Three Times. And it's on Jezebel.com. So, again, if you're interested, um, since we don't focus on the, the royal family of Monaco too much on this podcast, except for our episode on Princess Grace, um, you can take time to read it because yeah. it is a very intriguing look into another dramatic couple's lives. Indeed. <laughs> and again, we love hearing from you guys. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll just do the, the plug for getting back in touch with us or getting in touch with us in the first instance right now. Um, so you don't, cause it might get lost at the end of the episode for some people. So if you do want to reach us to, um, talk more about crazy Royals news or to offer Caitlin a job as the uh, communications director for Buckingham palace. You can yep. reach us at americondreams at gmail.com, or you can also get in touch with us on Facebook or Instagram at americron dreams or on Twitter at americron dream. So that's my brief interlude. And now we'll talk about dresses. Yes. So yeah, moving on to our main topic for the day. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, Megan and what dress is she going to wear or dresses she may wear for uh, her wedding and uh, the re- the kind of how we decided that this would be the week that we would discuss this since we have many things to discuss as far as this wedding uh, is that recently it was reported um, by a royal reporter and biographer I think his name is Omid Omid Skui. Um he he said that Megan has officially chosen the designer and the style of her dress and had a fitting uh, recently at Kensington Palace with this uh, unknown designer. Uh, so I know a few weeks, maybe even a month ago, we had learned that uh, she had been 
uh, reaching out to designers to send over sketches. And there was even one that got leaked and we weren't sure if it was a legitimate you know, sketch or if they were just uh, leaking it or pretending to leak a sketch just for uh, notoriety. Uh, but it appears that and that she may have made her final decision and now it's kind of uh, time to make the dress and make sure it fits properly and all that. So uh, I think today we're just going to kind of speculate and go over uh, what Megan, what we've seen that's been bridal on Megan herself uh, and also discuss a little bit about some other more famous uh, royal dresses from the British royal family and uh, yeah, speculate on what we think the designer might be in the style and all of that. So lots to, lots to discuss. <laughs> yeah. So um, starting off, we've actually seen Megan in wedding dresses before. Um, yeah. First, because as we all know, she has been married before. And second, because she's an actress who has had to wear wedding dresses in her work. Um, so two of the big ones, um, Talking about her real life wedding dress for her first wedding, um, it was a little bit of a different vibe at that wedding because it was on the beach, um, so it was not uh, something that you needed like full sleeves or your shoulders covered or anything that is likely to uh, be seen as a requirement for her dress to marry Harry. Um, but her first dress um, was a strapless gown with a V-neck, and then it also had like a embellished like belt or or waistband around it we don't have i don't well at least i didn't see any like formal wedding photos this was like a and we'll post this maybe on our instagram yeah um because it is what we've again seen but since it was a beach wedding um you know it was good and the it was a it was different from when you're getting married in May in England. But um, the article that has the picture kind of speculates that Megan's dress was influenced by Kate Middleton's second dress, her reception dress. But I, I think that's kind of a stretch. But I think so. It does show this. This dress shows us that Megan is kind of a fan, though, of the more sleek silhouette. And so... That's my first kind of indicator when I was trying to come up with my own predictions for what what designers she'd be wearing and what styles of dresses she'd be wearing or be looking at. That was one of my first clues was that she's not necessarily going to. Sh- I don't I don't expect her to show up in a ball gown. Um, I don't think she's going to show up in like a Cinderella, poofy, gigantic, Panina Tournay, see through bodice, <laughs> <laughs> uh, crazy, uh, crazy outfit. And so uh, I think that it kind of shows what her her natural style is. Um, the other thing we've seen her wear was uh, her character on Suits was wearing a wedding dress in an episode. And it was um, the Versailles gown by Anne Barge. And it was kind of similar to my wedding dress in shape. Um, it was like an A-line with uh, straps and a deep V. And it was really like a tulle skirt that was really fluffy and pretty. Um, and looking at it, she looks gorgeous in it. But I don't really see Megan wearing that kind of dress for her wedding to Harry. I think that it's not, it just doesn't really strike me as being her style. It seems a little too fussy, maybe. 
Yeah, and I mean, she, so she did, and we'll talk a little bit more about the this interview she did with Glamour in 2016, but she said that it wasn't her style and that she she did have some input on that that dress for Suits, but it was ultimately what she thought Rachel, her character, would want yeah. with the dress. So yeah, so um, I think that those are, you know, the first clues. Obviously, we we've seen her in a dress, but I also don't think she'll want to pick something that looks like what there are public images of her wearing right. out there because she wants to probably surprise Harry a little bit. She mm-hmm. wants to make him cry. That's goal number Definitely. one. And um, and so, yeah, so I don't think we'll see anything that's too similar to either of those dresses, but I do think it, it kind of gives us insight mm-hmm. because of that. And I realize there's actually a third dress, wedding oh, yeah. dress that she's worn. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> it's not really. Uh, so on her, uh, Megan starred in, I think it was 2014, in a uh, Hallmark original movie called When Sparks Fly. And in that movie, she is attending a bridal shower. And then there's always games at bridal showers, usually. And there's one where you dress the bride up, or at least a, a participant or an attendee of the event, in toilet paper to make a toilet paper oh, wedding yeah. dress. And so she also has that wedding dress. And I'm sure she will take no um, inspiration from that. Uh, but I would definitely recommend seeing this movie. It is not very good. Um, and we go into detail in, on it if you haven't listened to our episode, uh, Meghan Markle Movie Mavens. So yeah, those are those are the past. But um, yeah. like you were saying, um, there is an interview out there where she talked yeah. about, you know, what she looks for in a wedding dress, and what her taste is. Um, do you want to go into that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, so she did this in 2016. I think it was like in their May. Uh, edition, I believe, um, which means that she probably had done the interview, if not weeks before, months before it was published, which meant it was before Harry was involved in her life since she met him that summer. Uh, so it's kind of hilarious and weird that she like has like literally like gift wrapped all this information to us, whether or not it still stands, especially now that her wedding is under like the most scrutiny ever. And it's obviously a royal wedding, which kind of changes, you know, the game and what you end up getting to wear. Uh, but she, yeah, she pretty much just said she gave her ideal designers. Um, I don't particularly know all of these designers, but uh, like Delphine Manavet, uh, Christos uh, Costello, Ellie Saab, and Jay Mendel are probably the more famous and more yeah, well-known ones. I know ones. The, those last two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she pretty much, and this is her direct quote is, uh, she, they asked her, you know, what's your ideal dress? And she said, classic and simple is the name of the game. Uh, perhaps with a modern twist. I personally prefer wedding dresses that are whimsical or subtly romantic. And they asked her like, what's her favorite celebrity dress, which was, um, the dress, I believe it was from their wedding in 1999, I believe. Uh, but it was Carolyn Bissett Kennedy's dress to JFK Jr., which is pretty much a slip dress. Um, yeah. It reminds me a lot of the, um, if you might remember from the classic 1998 film, The Parent Trap, starring Lindsay yes. Lohan and Lindsay Lohan, and how Elizabeth James, the mom, is a wedding dress designer. And there's that like photo shoot with the bride where like they put her in a top hat weirdly. It reminds me of that, except like a bigger, that one has a bigger skirt. Like it's got the like, it's so like late 90s. 
it's it's like um yeah i can't even describe it it's like shiny and it's got like kind of thicker straps it's not spaghetti strapped or anything but it's got that and it's kind of got a squarish neckline but it's also a v i don't know it's it's good she looks amazing in it and so i can definitely see megan looking good in a dress like that for sure yeah and yeah it is a very simple dress yeah there's no lace no beading nothing just beautiful fabric and an amazing fit Mm -hmm. do you have to be you have to you have to have an amazing body to pull off something like that some the rest of us the rest of us like some layers of tool to uh to you know hide behind right (laughs) to twirl around in but right yeah um so yeah that's another hint into what we might see and so now looking at how past royals have chosen their dresses, um, we'll go through four of the major people who have had... Yeah, and I think, they, I think these, we chose them because they all kind of represent different times within... Yeah. Amount, within in the last, like, 100 years or, I guess, you know... Right. Since... And these are the major ones. These are, like, yeah. the ones that have had a lot of eyes on them. And, Yeah. So I'm going to start with uh, the queen's wedding dress. Um, so if you don't know what that one looks like, picture kind of a picture what you would imagine your grandmother or someone who's getting married in 1947 would be wearing. Um, also keeping in mind, though, that while your grandmother or a relative of that era might have had um, some restrictions on them because of clothes rationing due to the fact that World War II was just ending, the queen, though she had uh, to use ration coupons to get the material for her dress, she did also have a lot of extra money lying around, and money mm-hmm. can buy a lot of a lot of glitz and glam. So, um, it was a dress with long sleeves. Um, it was made out of ivory silk, had a heart-shaped neckline, and a full skirt. And the most stunning part of it is the detailed embroidery. And the detailed embroidery is actually the trademark of the man who designed uh, the dress, whose name is uh, Norman Hartnell. And Norman Hartnell is a British fashion designer, which makes sense. Obviously, the future Queen of England is going to choose a British designer. And he uh, originally, he kind of built his career making dresses for debutantes and their mothers for the London season in the interwar period. Um, So he was seen as like a good British alternative to going to Paris and having your clothes made there, which was what the really fancy people did. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, his his specialty was putting a ton of uh, lavish and detailed embroidery on things. So putting actual valuable jewels into dresses, so like pearls and gemstones and stuff, because, you know, that was important. You had to trap yourself a nice husband by wearing the sparkliest dress to the parties. Um, but he kind of built up his reputation uh, in London and he got his big break with the royals in 1935 when he was commissioned to make the wedding dress for the future Princess Alice, who was marrying George V's third son, uh, Prince Henry. And so that was when she kind of first got in with the royals. And after that, um, Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother, Uh, really liked his style and liked working with him. So she had him design the maid of of honor dresses for King George VI coronation. And um, he designed 
the Queen Mother's uh, dresses for her 1938 and 1939 tours abroad as well. In 1940, he actually got the royal warrant as dressmaker to the Queen Mother. So he was a person who clearly had a really strong relationship with uh, Queen Elizabeth's mother and then also with her. He was dressing her and Margaret um, for important functions. And I think that that was probably a thing that led into him being chosen to design the dress. Um, they tr- They knew they could trust him. Um, they because they had this long established relationship, and they also knew that he would do a good job um, making a very British dress for the future queen. Uh, he also, fun fact, designed Margaret's dress uh, in 1960. Yeah. So he, um, I'm going to use him as an example of why we can't rule out uh, Sarah Burton and Alexander McQueen as a possible designer for Meghan's dress because. Some people might think that you wouldn't want to repeat designers, but there is precedent for two, you know, major royal weddings having the same wedding dress designer. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'll say about that. All right. Yeah. So moving on, we're moving to 1970, which uh, is when Queen, or not Queen Anne, Princess Anne uh, was <laughs> married. Uh, things have changed. Uh, but yes, yeah, so Anne was married in 1970 and, uh, her dress, it was funny, when I was doing research, several websites said, why don't we try to describe this dress? Essentially, people think it looks like Princess Leia's uh, white gown in Star Wars Episode Four. Yeah. Uh, the one where she has, like, the buns on her head. Um, and that is that is kind of true uh, for Anne's dress, as we know from Anne. She's kind of a no-nonsense uh lady and even at the age of 23 when she got married she was already she already knew who she was and you know what she wanted to wear and uh so this dress is also kind of based off of uh similar dresses from the 1970s but um it was essentially it's an extremely fitted silk dress um with an embroidered train so that was kind of about as royal as she got on her dress uh, but it also is what and what was especially very 70s about it was there was kind of these long pointy bell style sleeves and then she had like this high collar on it um for her dress so definitely very Anne, um because it was based off of um court dresses from the elizabethan area era excuse me <laughs> And uh, this dress was designed by Maureen Baker of Susan, uh, the Susan Small Design House, which is no longer uh, a, a company or um, a running fashion house. But Anne had essentially worked with Maureen uh, on almost 23 dresses prior to this, um, prior to making her uh, wedding dress. And so essentially it was that she already knew Maureen and was very comfortable with working her. Maureen knew her style and was able to work closely with her. So for this, it was really about just having kind of that close connection uh, with someone for her dress. And uh, as Megan definitely has dipped her toes in with a few designers, we can definitely see her maybe uh, working with someone that she already knows and is really close with. Uh, for example, she, uh, one of her close friends and who might've actually introduced uh, Megan and Harry, uh, is a designer and people have said, Oh, maybe she might be the one to uh, design her dress since she won't, she'll be able to like work and be very open with this person about the dress that she might want. And I'm totally blanking on her name right now. Is it Misha Nonu? Yes. Uh, 
yeah, I was like, I was like, it's no, no or something. Yeah. Is her last name. Yeah. So, um, so Misha has been also kind of thrown out there as a, could it be? Cause she is a British designer. I mean, she's not famous or super well known, but she is friends with Megan. And, and she, she's the person who designed the husband shirt. Yes. That Megan was exactly. wearing at the Invictus games. Yep. And uh, yeah, so Misha knew or is, is I think they're currently separated, but is married or is going or was married to um, someone that went to Eaton with Harry. Mm. So, yeah. So that's kind of it for for Anne. I mean, she she knew what she liked and didn't really go that far to find somebody to make her dress because she she knew that this person would be able to execute and give her the dress that uh, fit all of her needs. Yeah. And if I'm remembering, we did, if you, again, haven't heard our episode called Our Ode to Anne, where we <laughs> we talked a lot. We, that was one of our longer ones um, before yeah. we started keeping better track of time. Um, but we talk, I think, in more detail about her wedding in general. So if you are interested at all in hearing about Anne's first wedding, you can go f- look up that episode. Yeah. Um, okay, then uh, about a decade later, we get to probably the most famous wedding dress of the, uh, the last century. And yeah. that's Princess Diana's wedding dress. Um, you probably can picture it in your mind right now. Um, mostly you'll remember the huge puffed sleeves, the fact that it had the longest train. It seemed almost in history. It was 25 (laughs) feet or yards. I can't remember what, but it was insanely long. Um, and it was made out of ivory silk taffeta and had antique lace on it. And it pretty much looks like a, something you would see in a, like painting of like, a stylized little Bo Peep. I don't know what, like it's crazy how frilly and huge it is. Um, but also, I mean, it was a huge sensation when she wore it. It could barely fit in the carriage. I mean, I think that that's a good, good way to remember like how crazy big this dress was. Um, so when Diana got married to Prince Charles in July of 1981, um, she, was only 20 years old and she also you know hadn't been out in the public view all that much but when she uh chose her wedding dress designers she chose um a married couple uh named david and elizabeth emmanuel uh and they had provided her with the some of the few pieces she had worn out in public um just some background on david and elizabeth so the two of them uh met each other uh, while they were at the Harrow School of Art in 1976, and they got married that same year. And then they also went on to the Royal College of Art together to get their master's in design. And so they ultimately launched their fashion house in Mayfair in 1977. Um, so that was just a few years before Diana apparently picked up the phone and called them herself to ask them to design her dress. Um, they said that they had submitted a design dossier like a bunch of different designers pretty much i think they put the palace put out a call like if you're a british designer and you're interested in making a proposal like send us send us your your proposed sketches and they were really shocked when they got the call and in fact thought it was a prank call for a while until she eventually called back to schedule a meeting um but 
she had um, worn one of uh, their outfits in an engagement photo that was released of her and Prince Charles. And also um, the black taffeta evening dress she wore on her one of her first public dates with Prince Charles, which was a strapless kind of risque dress, was also designed by them. Um, ultimately, that company is not uh, does not exist anymore. Um, David and Elizabeth got divorced in 1990, and they've kind of branched off on their own. And the most fun fact I could find was that David is currently the host of Say Yes to the Dress UK. Oh, so I've run across that show on like TLC has played it every once in a while. And I don't watch Say Yes to the Dress anymore. It's like my own wedding kind of poisoned me against it. I, ha I get like PTSD when I watch wedding shows now. <laughs> I'm like, no, because I hated, hated, hated dress shopping so That's much. That's true. I actually don't. I don't enjoy watching that show anymore after no. I had my wedding. I was like, I don't need to dream about this anymore. Like, Yeah, this. it's just stressful to me because yeah. I hated dress shopping. So it was like, oof, get me out of here. But yeah, I have stopped on that one because I'm like, oh, it's a British person. So this at least is charming, right? Like I might like this one better. Um, but yeah, it's really funny because that is him. He's there. And so both of them get interviewed and I'm sure they'll be interviewed again um, now with the Meghan and Harry's wedding coming up. Um, but like they were both, re you know, contacted uh, in the run up to Will and Kate's wedding. And so there's quite a lot out there from the both of them about the process they went through for designing Diana's dress. And um, yeah, so I think one thing that I can learn from this is that, you know, Diana, it seemed like she as a kind of untested young person looked for people she could relate to. And so she found a couple of other younger designers, um, people who weren't, you know, old stodgy traditional fashion houses. Um, people, again, it's not like uh, Norman Hartwell who had been designing for the Royal family for ages before he designed Queen Elizabeth's dress. Um, Princess Diana was willing to take more of a risk. Uh, and go with these people no one had ever heard of. And so I think that that shows that we can expect Megan to choose a designer who reflects her own personality. And since Megan is on the record as saying she doesn't mind taking a risk, I think that's something we can't count out. Uh, yeah, so the last dresses were that we'd be remiss not to discuss is Kate's dress uh, from obviously her wedding from 2011 to Prince William. And... Uh, when it was finally revealed that it was uh, Alexander McQueen, uh, it definitely wasn't a surprise. It had been speculated for months, despite them going, we didn't, we're not doing it, from literally them saying that, which they obviously had to lie due to confidentiality. Uh, Kate worked with uh, the lead uh, fashion um, house designer, since obviously Alexander McQueen had um, committed suicide the year before, I believe. Um, Sarah Burton, uh, who's the creative director had worked with Kate to create this, this beautiful dress of, uh, with a lot going on. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it doesn't look like it has a lot going exactly. on, which is what I love about it. It's so complex, but so simple. It's like, it looks effortless. Yes, exactly. And yeah, that's kind of one of the reasons that Kate ultimately chose, um, the McQueen house to 
create her dress is because yeah they do uh they do these amazing pieces of work and especially since kate continues to wear mcqueen for some of her most important events and um in her life and obviously her in engagements and whatnot uh but when uh the, when uh, Sarah Burton was asked why why did, were you chosen, essentially she said that Alexander McQueen is known for creating dresses that represent the best of British craftsmanship, um, and and you can tell that from Kate's dress. It, I mean, it's made of like four different types of colors of silk. There's um, and they worked with the British School of Needlework, which Kate actually visited, or was it no, it was Camilla visited, um, since their offices are at. Um, Hampton Court Palaces, they worked to create the lace and um, McQueen is known for doing, you know, some more Victorian style. They're taking pretty much like historical things, kind of like uh, they do corsetry is what McQueen's really known for um, in a lot of their work, and but making it look modern and fresh. And I think uh, Kate kind of saw that as that's kind of what I have to do in my job as a royal is I have to obviously continued to represent the best of the the history and the traditions of the British royal family but I also need to welcome us into a more modern age because we're not the the royal family isn't going to be around if we can't modernize it and show uh that we're not you know we're not just these young people who are just going to be sitting around and doing nothing and um not really taking their job seriously and whatnot and I feel like that's kind of ultimately what Kate stressed represented was that kind of that that ushering in that new role for the royal family and I think she kind of saw that with the work that Alexander McQueen did of being really meticulous and kind of being um putting in those kind of secret details like for example the amount of like lace just on her dress represented like four different types of flowers that are around the UK and all that and yeah I just the the amount of work and just yeah the details of this dress is insane <laughs> yeah and it yeah it's it's Sorry, just my voice just went out for a moment there <laughs> no that's okay I mean it is it's so beautiful and iconic and it did like it created obviously a big trend and everyone all of a sudden wanted sleeves on their dresses which yay as a person who really wanted sleeves <laughs> thank you Kate for making more at least you know options available to us all but um yeah it's a iconic dress for a reason and yeah um but yeah but what i kind of learned from this dress is like i said that this dress represented you know kind of the 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 old and the new of of the british royal families i think megan can make a statement of what type of royal she's going to be um with her dress uh, and i think I'll talk about a little bit more in one of my choices of designers that I think she could potentially choose that would kind of signify uh, kind of her stating what type of royal that she's going to be, not only um, out of the fashion, but the the details and whatnot that's included in the dress. All right. So, yeah. Why don't we get to those predictions? Because I'm interested to hear. We don't know each other's thoughts on this. Um, but we did kind of say that we each chose a couple of UK designers and then a couple of non-UK designers um, for possibilities. And then also um, with the fact, keeping in mind that Kate did have two dresses. Um, so there was the famous one we all saw on television. Yes. I guess I only over. really talked about, 
I only really talked about yeah her ceremony dress. Well, right, but I mean the the second dress we only saw in photos after the fact, and it was you know it was a strapless dress, but she was wearing like a uh, like fur or like a shrug over it because it was assumedly kind of chilly in the palace. Um, but yeah, so. We're also under the assumption that Megan will probably change between her ceremony and the reception because she'll want a party and wear something a little less stuffy, possibly. So what is your, what are some of your thoughts? I'm interested. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I just chose three designers and I'll kind of quickly go over them because uh, I think we'll definitely have to see because I, I ultimately I didn't know quite which one I leaned towards the most um, but my first one was Balua okay uh, and so yeah so that was kind of my one that I was like you know I don't think I haven't seen this one thrown out as much but uh, kind of what I was when I was talking about kind of the message that Megan will want to send um, and Kate has worn Balua before and Balua has um, she's I'm trying to think what Probably the most famous dresses she's wore. She's worn a few of their designs, but uh, most recently she wore them when she when they were in India. There was that long red dress that had kind of a floral, uh, really large flower kind of zoomed in on it. Um, if that's helpful, yeah, <laughs> I remember I'm which to... one that is. It's kind of V-necked, yeah. um, and it's got sleeves. Uh, but Blua has an interesting background. Is that all, all they were founded and pretty much a large portion of. Uh, when you buy clothing from them goes to um, helping fight sex trafficking and um, also, you know, helping women, supporting women through employment and uh, Blue yeah, donates a lot of their, their money to kind of those uh, to supporting women. And I think that if Megan did choose them and they do make wedding dresses and they, they make bespoke, like you can just like Megan is obviously having a one of a kind dress made. That's what they specialize in. Um, I could see Megan choosing to um, have Blue design her dress because not only would they uh, design something that she wants, and uh, definitely um, they make dresses that are, you know, are pretty simple or at least uh, have kind of a twist of when she talked about how she wants something similar, but with a modern twist, I could see that with Blue, but also make the statement like, okay, I purchased my dress from a company that is going to give back to, um, to women in need. And that's ultimately what Megan's definitely focused on in her, her life so far and will probably continue to do as a Royal. So I thought she might make a statement like that uh, through her dress since when you kind of work with all these designers, it's definitely going to, you can definitely get, if they're a good designer, they're going to give you what you want. So you can definitely still get that yeah. message out there that like, oh, this is what I'm wearing. But it, but ultimately when I bought it, this is where a lot of the money that I spent is going. Um, and then uh, my next one, should I just go through all yeah, of them? Yeah, go for all of them. Okay. And then my le- next one was um, Airdem, uh, since okay. they are... Um, he is a Canadian and uh, he's Canadian and Turkish. But uh, since Megan is a honorary Canadian, as she's been working in living and working in Toronto for many years for suit um, suits, excuse me, I thought that she might uh, choose a Canadian designer since that's taps kind of a country that's obviously part of the Commonwealth. Um, I would say I'm I'm less likely to think that this is what she would choose since they might be too whimsical and experimental. Um for 
kind of her her personal style. But I don't know. I I think she could still select a Canadian designer since it would still allow her to not actually, you know, still kind of choose something that uh, isn't particular isn't fully British, but um, still is you know kind of signaling signaling her her new life and uh, the countries that she's going to represent for the rest of her life. Uh, and then the last one is this one. I, when I was looking, I was trying to figure out, I was like, what is another British designer that I, I think sh- I could see her wearing? And I ultimately said Stella McCartney uh, was that my was, final one. I, I, that's not one of the ones I selected, but I did think of her, uh, especially since she wore the coat. Yeah, yeah that was, that yeah. was what kind of made me go, oh, maybe that's why she's wearing this coat because she was meeting with, uh, Stella and, uh working on this but ultimately it's because when she talked about her that her dream dress was the um carolyn kennedy's dress mm-hmm. i was like oh that dress when i think of stella mccartney i do really think like kind of simple really clean but then there's always something kind of weird like one weird thing about that dress or that that pantsuit or something like that um and obviously stella mccartney is british and uh whatnot and then also uh when amal clooney married george clooney in 2014 she wore this like beautiful white uh uh what's it called it was like a pants and suit separates for their civil ceremony oh and yeah i just saw that and i was like you know what i could see megan wearing this not to her wedding but just in general and that made me think okay yeah i could see her working with um megan to create something i do i think it's super likely i don't know i think it would be i would say that would be kind of out there but i think it would work really well and i definitely could see her working um with her since she does she does do a lot of celebrities and i think her style definitely matches megan's and she could and i think stella could probably pull off a a royal wedding dress i agree and also, I mean, like her, she's effectively royalty herself because she's yes. Paul McCartney's daughter, and exactly, you know, there's that too. So yeah, so yeah, those were kind of my three. Uh, the most likely to me was, uh, I think I'd actually, I know I just said a few seconds ago, I wasn't likely, but I'd say Stella McCartney would probably be the most likely out of the three. I don't know if she'd do Ardem. I don't know. It seems too obvious now. You don't know though, I because don't. Alexander McQueen. That was pretty obvious, you know. Well, I mean, it wasn't obvious when you first thought about it. And then all of a sudden you were like, oh, wait, but she wears like, you know, they're not just what you think of when you think of the Crazy McQueen runway shows. They're like also this beautiful tailoring and all that. So, yeah. Well, I have I have photo links in mine and you haven't seen the ones. But um, so first kind of I'm I was grasping at straws because obviously there's um, oh, yeah. And I was going to mention this. Uh, we had this in the notes and didn't say it. The, the sports books in England, as they do on everything, have been taking bets on what the dress will be or who the designer will be. And right now they have um, kind of leading the pack is a designer named um, Roland uh, Moray. And he's French, but he's been I've I've saw an article about British designers where they said he's been quote adopted by Britain. So I don't really know what that means, but I have um that's that's what everyone thinks will happen. So I'm not going to spend too much time on him though cuz I'm not going to be predictable. So but uh oh, do you have more on him? 
No, I don't. Or, Go ahead. Oh, okay, because I was going to say, more. Kate has worn him before. There's She has a white dress that it's uh, her. It's a like a long-sleeved white dress that she's worn to a few events. Uh, so, yeah. And I think that's the one where she met. She had the ponytail and she met Idris Elbra. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Okay. If that's helpful. Yeah. All right. So um, I'm going to start with, so I've labeled these and then I posted one in that at the end, which is actually the one that I I want you to save for last because that's my favorite option. Okay. Um, Excellent. Uh, but so the first one I have here um, that's linked in our notes as ceremony option one. Um, okay. This is, can I click on it? Yes, you can click on it. Okay. So again, I just didn't want us to end up talking about the same thing. So this is a British designer named Carolyn Castigliano. And though this dress uh, I'm having you look at is sleeveless um, and a little bit low cut, I think that the fabrication um, looks like it would be Megan's style. It kind of reminds me of the dress she wore to the polo match um, in that it just seems really crisp and simple. Um, This is the Lila dress, if people want to look it up. Um, But I think that Caroline would be a very interesting person for her to choose because Caroline was uh, is British and she was born in England, but she actually started her design career when she was a teenager by opening up a, a business in Florida, selling fashion there. I don't know the whole story. I just read her bio on her website. But um, I think that's interesting that she has connections to both England and to America. And then in the early 90s, she moved back to England and she opened up her first bridal shop in Surrey. And she's kind of built her business from there. And so she's also really just adept at corsetry. And um, and she has a lot of interesting gowns. So I think that that's... But it's all very simple. Um, it's not fussy, I guess is what... See, I was bad at describing my own wedding dress and what I was looking for. It's just not... It's not like... I don't know how to describe it. It is just more what I think Megan says she was looking for so i think that's one Mm -hmm. interesting option um the other the other the next link in there is by is addressed by one of the people mentioned in the article and that's jay mendel um i I do think that that one's interesting as well obviously so this is a from his oh gosh um i can't remember what season this is from but this is the silhouette that i think is really interesting and it's a little bit see-through um, but so obviously fix that for wedding purposes. <laughs> but if if you imagine like Kate Middleton's dress and instead of an A-line, you made it a column. That to me is kind of what this is. And mm-hmm. and if you raise the neck up higher instead of a V-neck, it was just up like kind of grazing the collarbone. And it is kind of similar to the silhouette or the, the neckline of the theory jacket Megan was wearing um, earlier this week. And so I think that that's another possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay Mendel is French also. So I don't know, you know, if that means anything. Um, but I do think that at least the styling of the, of the kinds of dresses he makes, you know, it's something that Megan will have looked at. Because, again, it's just very crisp. And I don't know if I'm expecting her to wear lace. Um, but I think that this kind of fabrication would be what she would do if she was going to do it. Um, and I know it would be way more helpful if I had <laughs> the what dress and what season it was from, but 
It's okay. Then, yeah, I can definitely see. I think you're absolutely right. This is a great choice. I feel like a column dress would be really suit her so well. Well, and mostly I was trying to see what, try to find a good example of a column dress with long sleeves. Because I don't think that Megan's going to go against, you know, the traditional path of wearing sleeves because it'll be a religious wedding ceremony. Mm-hmm. And so I, and maybe not, you know, full length, but at least three quarter length. And so I'm, but I couldn't really picture a column dress with long sleeves. And so now I've found some examples and I really liked it. Um, so then if you click on the final link that I put on there, cause that's the other ceremony option. And this is another um, desi- American designer, uh, Tadashi Soji, who is um, Japanese, but based in America. And this is another example of a uh, long sleeved column dress that's silk or uh, silk, sorry, lace. And it's got really interesting um, detail in it, but that it has just like, I don't know, I think it's really striking to look at. And it's something I could definitely imagine Megan wearing. Um, but, you know, not being oh, gorgeous. It's not. Yeah, it's it's so it's kind of crazy that it's like. I don't know. She would just look absolutely beautiful in this. Um, Mm -hmm. It's so different from, again, the dresses that she was wearing um, in her, you know, first er, in her first wedding and in her suits appearance. But I do think that it just kind of reminds me of something she'd wear in that it's very close to the body and has a high neckline, but it's still really, you know, beautiful. I don't know. I'm bad at articulating mm-hmm. things. We will post pictures of these on our social media because it's boring. And then finally, I had <laughs> uh, one more thought on a person. And this was more, um, I saw a dress that I thought would be perfect for a reception. And this is another um, British designer. And it is Amanda Wakely. And so if you look at the front of this dress, it's it's like a silk satin and it's got cap sleeves and it's a high neckline again it, it is kind of looks more like the carolyn Bassett kennedy dress but then if you look at the picture of the back it's got this low beautiful open back with like bedazzled i don't know like detailing across the back and i think it's something that megan would look gorgeous in but again it's not church appropriate right but it's fun it is very fun and so i could imagine her wearing something like that for and it's kind of more vintage inspired, maybe, but it's not like, again, it's not like fussy Victorian or stuffy looking. It's more like fun. You can move in it. And I can say that seeing Megan in any of these dresses would make Harry cry. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, seeing Megan in her toilet paper dress from When Sparks Fly would probably make Harry cry because I think he's just that kind of guy who loves his fiance. I think you're right. Anyway, that's that's enough of that. But um, we'll have to stay tuned to see. Um, we didn't know for sure about Kate's dress until the day of, correct? I think there was. So the night before, Sarah Burton was uh, photographed going to the hotel. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that was like, it was in the news, but no one. Yeah, they didn't was, confirm like, it until the day. Yeah, exactly. So we'll have to see. And yeah, so I hope it stays a secret. Obviously, I'd love to know, but I just, th- there was nothing like watching Kate 
come out of the hotel. Oh, it was and, so great. And come out and go like onto the stairs of Westminster Abbey and seeing her in her dress. That it was so awesome. So I'm yeah. very excited to have it. Was, that and it was like against. so much more beautiful than I could even imagine. Right. Oh, exactly. So yay. We, and we get to have this twice this year. Yay. yay. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, everyone, for falling in love. Yes. So we are, we are profiting. <laughs> we are very much. Well, that's good. And I think hopefully maybe we'll be right. One of us with our long list of of uh, of speculative picks, Um, some other names just to quickly throw them out there Uh, for British designers. People have said maybe Burberry. People have said maybe Victoria Beckham. Um, I also thought possibly Amelia Wickstead would be an interesting um, an interesting choice. Yeah. Um, And then. Other possible non-UK designers would be Ellie Saab, uh, Carolina Herrera, because uh, Megan has worn a Carolina Herrera yeah. dress before, uh, Reem Accra, and um, yeah, and then I saw, I was looking at other bridal lines by uh, Victor and Rolf, and I thought that was really cool, too. Uh, also, Naeem Khan, who designed the dress that Kate wore when they visited the Taj Mahal. Um but again, that he does like beautiful but very busy dresses. So I don't know if that's what Megan's looking for. But we'll see. Yeah. The only other one I was looking at was that Ralph and Russo, which was oh yes the designer she wore for the that was like the fifty six thousand pound yeah. dress that she wore in her engagement. I was like maybe that was just like a, a sample she had tried, and she's like this is kind of bonkers. I'm gonna wear it for an engagement photo. Yeah. But we're gonna need to tone it down for my wedding dress. Yeah. But, I mean, beautiful dress nonetheless and a possibility. Well, I think that wraps it up. I think so. Yeah. So if you guys have uh, any, uh, you know, predictions about what you think it is, let us know. Um, I'm going to put – I'll put that out on our Instagram too when we uh, publish this episode later this week. Uh, but, yeah, we'd love to know what you guys think as well since we care. <laughs> we do care. And also, I will take any excuse to look at – pretty dresses indeed me too um yeah but thanks everyone for listening and have a good rest of your week bye bye